0: There are two hills fighting for the heart and soul of this nation, Capitol Hill and Calvary. That's right, politics and religion, the two things you're not supposed to talk about. But what are we doing? We're not running away from either of them. In fact, we're pitching our tent and we're setting up camp right smack dab in the middle of them both, taking on today's most controversial political moves through a biblical lens. It's time to equip this generation to rise up into its God-appointed destiny to enter into, fight, and win the culture wars. It's time to take our nation back. Welcome to Camp on the Hill. Hey there, guys. Welcome to another episode of Camp on the Hill. Uh, This is going to be a quick episode, but it's something I'm really excited about. To share with you today. So, in addition to doing uh, the Camp on the Hill podcast here on Spotify, you may access it on Spotify. You may click the link on Facebook to head up on over to Spotify. Um, But in addition to doing the podcast, um, we also do a live in person teaching twice a month in the Cincinnati area. Um, And it's taking the things that we talk about here on the podcast and things that we talk about. Uh, Sometimes in our live video teachings over on Facebook, and it's going in depth into those topics with uh, a group of people. It's live in person, um, questions and answers, dialogue back and forth in ways that are super, super cool. And uh, so I encourage you, go over to camponthehill.org, check out those classes. You can listen to them over there. Um, They're really, really awesome. And if you're in the Cincinnati area, we would love to see you at some of our classes. They're called the Engaging the Culture classes. But I taught one this past week. And the topic that we discussed was the Chinese Communist Party's activity right now within the United States. And I shared the four steps that... Not only the Chinese Communist Party, but the progressives in America who are working along with these global elites, people in China. The four steps that they are using in the United States right now to bring about a communist revolution. Once you hear these steps today, and then you take a look around you and you see what we're talking about, your eyes are gonna be open and you are going to be absolutely shocked at what has been taking place. But here's the deal. We all play a part in seeing it and taking ownership and then doing something about it to reverse it and save this country. So there's a book that was written um over, you know, actually, it's, it's about 2,000 years old. It's called The Art of War by Sun Tzu. And I'm going to read just uh, a portion of the back of the book real quick, uh, kind of give you a, a heads up of what's it about. You've probably heard of the book before. It's a very popular book. Um, it says that the art of war is still perhaps the most prestigious and influential book of strategy in the world. As eagerly studied in Asia by modern politicians and executives, as it has been by military leaders since ancient times. As a study of the anatomy of organizations in conflict, the art of war applies to the competition and conflict in general, on every level, from the interpersonal to the international. Its aim is invincibility, victory without battle, and unassailable strength through understanding the physics, politics, and psychology of conflict. The art of war was compiled more than 2,000 years ago by a mysterious warrior philosopher, um, a Chinese warrior philosopher. It's a very interesting book, and the main, one of the main teachings of the book is how do you win victory over your enemy? How do you win a battle over your enemy? Without ever actually going to war with him. I'm going to share with you today four steps. And these four steps aren't necessarily even in the book, at least worded in this way. But when I began to look at our culture in the United States and things that were happening in the US and around the world and other countries over the past three years since 2020, when I began to look and when I began to study what was happening societally, psychologically, militarily, economically, politically, religiously, spiritually. When I began to study trends that were taking place all around the world, movements that were being made by governments, by cultures, by big tech, social media companies, when I began to study those things, I saw four steps that were happening in the United States, and in many countries around the world that were leading and are currently leading to a global communist reset. And I want to share those with you today. So how do you overthrow your enemy without ever going to war with them? When you have somebody who is ideologically opposed to you, meaning that they believe something Completely different than you. Their worldview, their outlook on how life should look on a daily basis, is wholly other. It's 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 completely different than the way you view things. And only one of those worldviews can exist in a society. Now, here's the deal: you and I know that worldviews can coexist. We see that in the United. I mean, that's literally the point of the United States of America, is that it, it, it it's the melting pot. It's the place where worldviews could come and could coexist because we ultimately still found identity in the idea of freedom. I mean, for all those worldviews to coexist, you have to believe in individual liberty and freedom. But what happens when you have a worldview that is actually the exact opposite of individual liberty and freedom? What happens When you have a worldview that believes in absolute power, that believes in domination, that believes in censorship, that believes in a global working class serving a small group of very rich and powerful elites that have control over every aspect of human life. What happens when you have a group of people who have a worldview like that. One that cannot coexist with individual liberty and freedom because they have made individual liberty their sworn enemy that they pledge to destroy. Well, that's what we're witnessing right now, guys. That's what the Great Reset is. I've done a ton of work, both here on the podcast and in my in-person teachings, engaging the culture classes, and over on Facebook, in some of the Facebook Live teachings I've done over on Facebook, a ton of work over the past couple years talking to you guys about the great reset. And I encourage you, man, if you have not done your own research, please go online, the World Economic Forum website and and read what the World Economic Forum themselves have to say about their Great Reset Initiative. It is a global initiative to reset not just the economy, but culture itself. And the way to do that is to use crises, crisis, as the excuse to change the way we view life, to change the way we do life. That's exactly what COVID-19 was. When COVID-19 hit, all these world leaders came out on the world stage and said, hey, this is our window of opportunity to initiate the Great Reset. And what they mean is this is our fear factor, our fear tactic right here to get people to freak out over something and to use something as a justification for now changing every way we view life. And we saw that in the year of 2020, where people began to, you know, assume absolutely crazy things. Like when, when we, we would go outside, you need to wear a mask and you need to social distance because at all times you should assume that everyone around you is deathly ill. And that if someone breathes on you wrong, you could die. Think about the insanity of growing up in a world or living in a world where we believe that everyone around us is sick to the point where they could kill us. One, it's illogical. Two, it's stupid. And I mean that in an intellectual way. It is, it is literally stupid. It's void of fact. It's void of common sense. It's void of logic. It's void of reality. It's void of science. Everyone around us was not sick. Everyone around us is not sick. But it got people to wear a mask. It got people to social distance. It got people to not go outside as much. It got people to stay in their homes. It got people to change everything about their lives because they changed the very way they viewed reality. And that didn't happen just in the United States. That happened all around the world. In fact, some places around the world, the governments took it much further than they were able to take it in the United States. In Australia, they had COVID-19 internment camps. At other places in Europe, the same thing. In China, people to this day, three years later, are still in lockdown lockdown. How were they able to do this? And what is the ultimate goal? Well, I'm going to share with you really quick four simple steps on how these global elites have infiltrated not just our culture, but cultures around the world and what their goal is. And these four steps are this. Number one, infiltrate. Number two, spread propaganda. Number three, change policy. And number four, get people to self-censor and self-destruct. So you have to understand the root of everything that we've witnessed in our world the past three years. It all goes back to the 1950s. World War II has come to an end. The Nazi regime is over and the United States goes into a boom, an economic boom, a baby boom, a production boom, a housing boom, a car market boom. Like we we were we are thriving. The 1950s was the epitome of the American dream. Everything was just booming. That's what it was. It was booming. That's why they call them the boomers, the baby boomers. But at the same time, even though the Nazis had fallen, fascism, which, by the way, is socialist, fascism is not a right-wing political ideology. When you actually look at fascism, which is the blending together of big government and corporations together, government enforcing through corporations onto the people what they can't do alone, that's, that's fascism. That's the, the historical definition of fascism. That's, that's socialist Hitler, the Nazis—they were socialists. They were not right wingers. They did not believe in in Republican or conservative values. They were big government people. They were government controlled people. They were socialists. They were communists at heart. They just didn't get to the—they didn't get to communism yet. They didn't get to total control yet, and the whole thing fell apart. But after the Nazis fell apart, World War II is over. We begin to see the rise of communism in Europe and the Soviet Union. And in the 1950s, uh, there was a communist leader in the Soviet Union named Nikita Khrushchev. And Nikita Khrushchev famously quoted this. He said, and this was toward the United States, he said, you foolish Americans, no, you will not accept communism outright, but we will keep feeding you small doses of socialism until one day you wake up. And realize that you are already living in communism. And then he said this. We will take America without ever firing a shot. We will destroy you from within. And that's what the Cold War was. They were using the art of war. How do you defeat your enemy without ever firing a shot without ever going to battle, physical battle with them? How do you defeat them? And the Soviets had four simple steps. Infiltrate, American culture, gain key positions of influence in media, education, government, infiltrate. Once they were in those key positions, spread communist propaganda. And once you got people to buy into the, popul- the, the communist propaganda, you began to create policy around that propaganda that people were now in support of. And through that policy, you get people to censor themselves because the very enemy of communism, the very en- enemy of socialism, which is totalitarianism, it's authoritarianism, total control, the very enemy of that is individual liberty, free will, and the First Amendment. Why do you think there's such an attack right now with um, social media companies, specifically over the past few years, censoring people online? It's an attack on the First Amendment. And actually, there's more news coming out right now that's saying that this, you know, what's being exposed right now through Elon Musk with Twitter, which you know they're going to find the same with Facebook. They're going to find the same with YouTube. We are looking at most likely the largest the most heinous infringement of the first amendment in our nation's history. I personally believe that the things that are going to be exposed in the coming months in terms of how corrupt these social media companies were and the fact that I believe that it's going to be exposed that our people within our government and our federal agencies like the FBI And other intelligence agencies were all working with these social media companies to censor the American people. This is going to cause a reformation. Because here's the deal. All of these government agencies are going to have to be absolutely gutted. These people are going to have to be fired. They're going to have to be tried. And they're going to have to be publicly judged. Live stream it in front of the whole world publicly. These people, we are going to have to see them serve justice. And we're going to have to see reformation brought to organizations like the FBI, reformation brought to organizations, um, other intelligence agencies, social media groups, um, the different branches of government. We're going to have to see this happen. This great reset crowd, they're simply using what the Soviets began back in the 1950s. And the Soviets, my friends, got – a pretty decent way in. I mean, a lot of the communist ideas that we're seeing at work in our government today, and our culture today, those seeds were planted by the Soviets back in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s. But then we had the fall of the Soviet Union. You had the fall of the Soviet Union. And what happened is this plan, this art of war plan, this these four steps, infiltrate, propaganda, policy, and self-censoring, self-destruction – This plan transitioned from the Soviet Union to now the next global leader in communism, China. And we are now watching the Chinese Communist Party use these same four steps to try to infiltrate the United States. And we're also watching the Davos crowd, the Great Reset crowd, the World Economic Forum crowd use these same four steps. To try to infiltrate the United States. And here's the deal they're infiltrating countries all over the world, but the United States is their main focus. Why? Because if you can take out the United States, the rest of the world falls. And you might say, well, that's pretty cocky of you. It might be cocky, but it's also backed by truth. What is the entire global economy based around? The US dollar. What is all fuel trading around the world based around? The petrodollar, the US dollar. Now we're beginning to see a move away from that because they created an instability within it. And that's for a whole nother episode. Um, The United States has not only been the main economic influence throughout the world, it's been the main cultural influence throughout the world, religious influence throughout the world, governmental influence throughout the world, political philosophy. Where the United... And I've talked to people... You know, I have great friends from around the world that, um, you know, I talk to and they say, Rob, you know, they said, you have to understand something, You you know, you miss it living in America, but where the United States goes, the rest of the world goes. And guys, we're foolish to believe that these global elites don't recognize that. These are not stupid people. And as much as the news media would love for you to believe, these people are not incompetent. Every move that they make is calculated. It's designed with a purpose. It has a timeline. They know where every asset is at every moment. And every move is for a purpose. And they recognize to bring about an economic reset and a cultural reset across the globe. Which, by the way, what that means in layman's terms is to transition power away from the individual to rule over their own lives and to surrender free will to the state or a group of powerful political and social elites in exchange for the promise of safety and prosperity. That's what communism is and that's what the great reset is. It's a coercion to hand over control for the promise of a better future. But here's the the problem. Communism never anywhere in the world in all of human history. I challenge you to find it. You won't. From someone who is a you know majored in history in college, has studied ancient history, philosophy, Greek, Roman, American, European, you're not going to find it. Communism has never ever worked ever, it never does. And the reason why is because you can't screw with God's design. God's design from the beginning was to create sovereign people individuals with free will and liberty to choose to either honor God or to live for themselves. Once you strip free will away from an individual, chaos ensues because no human being was ever meant to rule completely over another human being. And this is what the great reset is. That's why I said from the very beginning, the great reset is destined to fail because it is an antichrist system. And what they're using right now, what China is using right now with the Great Reset crowd is using right now are these four steps. Okay, so let's look at these. Infiltrate. So the first thing is you have to infiltrate key government positions. You have to infiltrate key positions in uh, state government levels, key, key positions in federal government levels. Um, in the federal government, you have to infiltrate key positions in media, in culture, in Hollywood, music. Because when you are in positions of influence, key positions of influence, specifically in politics and media, you control the narrative that everyone believes. Because when you are in those positions, you're controlling what people hear, especially in media. You wonder why over the past 3 years all the you know when something politically would happen all the media companies said the same stinking line. It didn't matter if you're watching CBS, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, you know, and sometimes even Fox, they were all repeating the same lines, sometimes almost even word for word, in some cases word for word. Why is that? Because they're all being told what to say. They're all being told the narrative to push. And if you dared share anything opposing that, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, anything like that, you know, uh, I can't speak for Instagram, but you know, Facebook and Twitter platforms like that, you know, if you shared anything that you were opposed, you know, opposed to, opposed to that, you were censored, and you were fact checked, and you were, well, how did this happen all of a sudden? It's because these key positions were infiltrated by. These great reset crowd, this great reset crowd, this, these communist, these people that are, have a communist ideology, a communist worldview that you and I are not smart enough to control our own lives and handle all the issues in the world that they need to handle our issues for us, the elites. So they infiltrated. Once they infiltrated those key positions, they began to spread propaganda. Isn't it interesting over the past three years, news organizations that you and I have trusted for years and years, you know, come home every night and you turn on CNN, you come on every night, you turn on ABC, you come on every night, you turn on MSN, you know, yeah, they've been taking a little bit of a turn towards, you know, progressivism over the past number of years. But isn't it interesting over the past three years out of stinking nowhere, they went full on communism. Full on communist. There's a reason for that. They came out of the closet and showed you who they really were. Isn't it interesting that over the past three years that politicians that, yeah, you know, you might get oh yeah, they're a little progressive, maybe a little liberal, they came out of the closet and showed us who they really were. They're straight up communists, and they're never gonna use that term because the Cold War itself and everything that we fought in that is still too close in our recent history. They'll use the word socialist, some of them will. Many of them will simply use the word liberal or progressive, but they'll never use the word communist. But that's who they really are. And isn't it? You know, it's just interesting. In the past few years, they started coming out with these policies. And these ideas that are straight up communist, when you look at communist ideology and you measure what these politicians and what these media people and social media giants are talking about, it's communist ideology. Once they began to spread this propaganda and get people to believe crazy things, for example, like that America is the most racist country in the world. Is racism a part of America's history? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is racism a part of every nation and society's history throughout history? Yes, indeed. Is America the most racist nation in the world? No. In fact, America is one of the most recent, is one of the least racist nations in the world when you look at actual fact. For example, African Americans in the United States make more money in the United States than anywhere else in the world. basic things like that. We have the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Does racism exist? Yes. When institutional racism or systemic racism exists, is it identified and dealt with? Yes. Does that mean it happens perfectly every time? No. But do we have laws on the books that actually prohibit racism from being institutionalized in our law systems and in our legal systems, and in business. Yes, we do. It does not exist in the United States like it freely, openly exists and is championed in other parts of the world. You know, uh, the tearing down of statues of people like Christopher Columbus, people like George Washington, people like Thomas Jefferson. They say, well, they own slaves. They kill the Indians. Some truth, a lot of lies in all those statements. A little bit of truth. But they divide us. They gain these key positions of influence. Politics, media mainly. Some in Hollywood. They begin to spread communist propaganda. Which is ultimately geared around getting the general public to believe that the foundation of the United States of America of America is built upon racism sexism every other ism that you could think of and that if the foundation of America is that then why are we still trusting our founding documents why are we still listening to the ideas of our founding fathers we need to progress beyond that because those ideas Steeped in racism and steeped in hatred and bigotry, that those ideas will only hold us back from moving forward in the future. When in actuality, those ideas are the very ideas that give us things like individual liberty, free will, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of press. That's where we got those ideas. But these communists that have infiltrated are spreading that propaganda to get people to believe that we need to wipe the slate clean of America and move forward in a new society, a utopian society where everyone is equal. Well, let me tell you something. The only way to make society equal is to take from those who have and give to those who have not. But who's doing the taking and who's doing the giving? That would be the government, the state. That's what communism is. You declare, well, there's inequality. And once the state declares, well, there's inequality and it's not fair, this isn't a fair system. And you pump people full of that propaganda that any system, like a free market capitalist system, which encourages free enterprise and encourages you to make the life that you want for yourself, well, what about the people that haven't made that life for themselves. Well, it's unfair that they're in a position where they they have less than those who worked hard. So what we're going to do in the state now is we are going to step in, take from those who have worked their butts off to get what they have. We're going to give some of that to those who have not or who have had bad things happen to them, whatever. We're going to give to those who don't deserve it by saying, well, they do deserve it. Everyone deserves equality. And what you end up with is you end up with dependency upon the one who is now giving you those mo- that money and those resources, the government. And you end up with a working class, a global working class who is fully dependent, eating out of the hands of the one who is feeding them, the government. This is what they're trying to do. So after you infiltrate, after you spread propaganda, once you get people to buy into this crap long enough, you get enough people to buy into this crap. And here's the deal. You don't even need a lot of people to buy into this crap. You know, statistics show that you can actually flip a culture using 3 three to 5% of that culture. If you can get 3 to 5% of a culture to buy into an idea, and that 3 to 5% is loud, they're vocal, they're taking action, and they have a lot of money and resources backing them, you can get that 3 to 5% to actually flip the entire culture for the other 97 to 95%. That's exactly what the global elites have done with the LGBT community is they've taken a very small... Group of people comparatively to the rest of the American and the global population, a very a, a relatively small um, percent uh, group of people, and they have you know used a group that comprises between the numbers that you look at anywhere between four and seven percent of the population, and they've taken that group and they've actually changed culture for the other you know ninety three percent of culture. How did they do that? Well, they use that through media campaigns. They use that through politicians. They use that through very wealthy donors, a lot of propaganda. Um, They've done a lot through that. Once you get even just a small portion of the population to buy into the propaganda, you as a government official can now create policy surrounding that. And the reason it doesn't have to be that big of amount of people is because – you, if you're loud enough, you can convince the general population that more people go along with your craziness than actually do. So, like recent studies, um, people were at recent surveys. People were asked, for example, um, how much of the population do they believe is LGBT? And people were given crazy numbers, like 30%, 50% of the population, like one out of every two people is LGBT. Are you crazy? But people actually believe this crap because there's been so much propaganda shoved down our throats the past few years. It's a very, it's a very small group of people relative to the rest of culture. It's anywhere between four and 7%. And that encompasses all of their letters. Okay, that encompasses all the L, the G's, the B's, the T's, the Q's, the I's, the A's. Like that's you know, however many other letters they want to add, you know. And that's why they add the plus at the end so they can continually add more and more letters to add more people that feel like they've been disenfranchised members of society. It's all to make themselves seem bigger and badder and louder when they're actually not. Um, it's not as big as you would think. Um, but it doesn't matter. If you can get people to believe that the majority of people believe in communist propaganda and that the country's headed to hell, now you as a politician, you can create policy around that. And you're not going to get as much pushback because people believe, well, this is what the people voted for, when in actuality it's not. And we've seen that you know, in 2020 with the vote and massive voter fraud that is going to continue to be exposed Um, We see it in the 2022 midterm election, and I think we're going to see even more, more the massive voter fraud that took places in key positions around the country, like Georgia, like Arizona, Pennsylvania. You cheat, you steal elections. You create communist policy and people don't question it because they think that people actually voted for it. And once you create this communist policy, remember this, the ultimate end goal is how do you get your enemy, how do you declare victory over your enemy without ever fighting them? You get them to destroy themselves. And you might be thinking, who in their right mind would destroy themselves? And you know what the answer is? No one. You have to first get people out of their right mind. And this is exactly what the communist Great Reset group has done in the United States. They've infiltrated key positions of media, Hollywood, politics. They spread communist propaganda, got people to believe that, you know, the values that America was built upon were, you know, steeped in racism and inequality. That allowed government officials to create policy, which is geared toward Self censoring. That is why, over the past few years, you've seen government and media working together. Which, by the way, whenever you have the public sector and the private sector working together, and you have the government doing through the private sector, like media companies and social media companies, and you have the government doing through them what it can't do on its own because of the Constitution. That is fascism. That is the definition historically of fascism. Okay? That's why over the past three years, you've seen government and media and social media companies and other corporations working together to censor people, to create a culture of censorship. So when you walked into a Target store, you know, sir, you have to put a mask on. Well, if you're going to shop here, you got to put a mask on. There's actually no science that says that these masks help in any way. In fact, there's a lot of science that says that these masks are detrimental, not only physically, but also socially um, in terms of some social ills that it's created within, especially our children. Um, But you still got to put a mask on. It defies science, it defies logic, it defies sense, it defies reality, it defies, criti- it, it defies critical thinking, but it enforced a culture of self-censoring where you actually censor yourself. You go against your free will because you need to get stuff at Target, you need to get groceries at Walmart, or you need to go into wherever and buy shoes, or you, know, you can go get hair, what haircut, whatever, it didn't matter. You go online and... You're like, you know, you know, I found some information that, you know, this virus, man, it's got a 98.6% at least cure rate. And some, posi- you know, some people groups it's got a, you know, 99.999, whatever percent cure rate. And you go to share it and you're censored and you're flagged and you're told on these platforms, you know, here's your first strike. If you do it again, you're going to be refused from posting again for another week. Happening happened to be multiple times over on YouTube, happened to be multiple times on Facebook. And eventually, the goal is to get you to do one of two things: one, to either just give up and say, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm going to get censored for sharing this anyway, so I'm just going I'm not going to share it anymore." To self-censor yourself, or to even get you to question, "Man, am I crazy? Am I the problem?" Even though you're sharing fact, you're sharing what you see with your own two eyes and what you've studied, and what the 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 the, the most intelligent minds out there today are saying. You're just sharing truth. You're sharing scientific research. You're sharing statistical fact. Yet they censor you. It creates a mindset of self-censorship. Once you can convince a people, a nation, to stop fighting and actually begin to practice self-censoring where they begin to censor themselves because they believe that they now are the problem and they begin now even to turn their backs on their friends and their family who dare share a differing opinion and they begin to turn them in. Is this sounding like anything in our recent history to you? What we're seeing right now, my friends, in the United States and around the world. This is exactly what was happening in Europe in the 1930s. This is exactly what was happening in Europe in the 1930s. A culture was infiltrated by some individuals, by some groups with very strong beliefs. They began to spread propaganda. They began to Tell people that all of Europe's issues were due to one group of people, the Jewish people. Once they got enough people to buy into all of the issues that were surrounding us, all the problems that Europe is dealing with, they're the result of the Jewish people. They began to create policy. Neighbors, friends, family members begin to turn on one another in the name of truth, censorship, misinformation. And it led to one of the greatest tragedies in all of human history. My friends, that was just 80 short years ago. And my fear is that, and you can call me conspiracy theorist if you want, because at this point, if you don't see the correlation, you're the idiot. My fear is that if we do not act now and turn the ship around, we are headed for a repeat of history. These people have infiltrated, spread propaganda, created policy, and have now created a culture of self-censorship. The progressive agenda of this great reset crowd is to get nations around the world to censor and ultimately destroy themselves so that they can step in and reimagine society in their own image. It is Antichrist. For those that are Christians, biblical Christians listening, This is an antichrist movement. I'm not saying this is the antichrist movement, but I am telling you this is a precursor. This is an antichrist movement. The spirit of antichrist is alive in this great reset movement. And the United States is the main target. But the beautiful thing, my friends, is this. And if I can end on a ray of hope, What separates the United States of America from places like Australia? What separates the United States of, from, of America from places, uh, you know, many of the countries throughout Europe? What separates the United States of America from China, from North Korea, from places in the Middle East? What separates the United States from, of America from every other nation in the history of the world is that we, unlike others, like in Europe, who have a long, rich history of monarchs and lords and sovereigns. Unlike North Korea, China, which have a history of communist leaders. Unlike the Middle East, which has a history of terrorist cells and dictators, the United States has been built from day one, Upon the idea that God has entrusted to you and I the most sacred of ideals, which is free will, individual liberty, that you and I have the ability to choose for ourselves how we want to live our lives, make decisions based on a moral compass called our conscience and then live that out and to be able to coexist with one another. There's a reason why America is not in lockdown three years later like China. There's a reason that America did not have COVID-19 internment camps like Australia and places throughout Europe. There's a reason why things were not shut down and pastors arrested like in Canada. It's because the United States of America, built upon freedom, has some moxie. We have a people group that is willing to stand, that is willing to fight, and is willing to give their very lives in defense of the idea of freedom. I've said from the beginning that the Great Reset is destined to fail. And I tell you today, it is unraveling quickly in front of our very eyes as as elon musk is in, in you know releasing more and more information about you know how the u.s u.s federal agencies and intelligence people were involved with social media groups to censor the american people to violate your first amendment rights they have they have committed treason against the united states of america as more and more information comes out about the elections and how our government members within our government committed treason against the united states of america as more and more comes out about how Dr. Fauci and you know, a lot of these people uh, you know, involved with him lied to us about the origins of COVID, about the vaccine, about how the virus was spread, about masks, about all these things, that they lied and that they are responsible for millions and millions of deaths, justice will be served. Reformation is coming and awakening is happening. We will win. We are destined to win. America is not destined to fall, but America is destined to survive and to once again be that shining light, that city upon a hill to the rest of the world to bring the light of the gospel of Christ to the nations. Do not buy the propaganda that America has done. America's story, my friends, is continuing. We are winning. It takes you and I standing up, having the guts to stand against the machine, against the forces of darkness with Christ and with each other. Stand tall through the storm because the judgment of God right now, my friends, I'm telling you this, the judgment of God is coming upon us all of those who have lied and practiced evil in our world over the past three years. A storm, a deluge is coming, a wind, and it will level everyone and everything that has not placed their trust in Christ. Stand firm through the storm because when all the wickedness is wiped away, everything is exposed, people are serving justice. The dust is settled. We will rebuild this nation and we will rebuild this world in the image of the one who made us. Liberty and freedom are not dead. They are simply being reawakened. Guys, thank you so, so much for joining us today on this episode of Camp on the Hill. I hope that this encourages you and that you share this with anyone that you can. Stay tuned for more. Look forward to seeing you next time. Love you guys.